welcome to another week of the Dogmatic Dudes podcast, guys and gals, because we don't discriminate. My name is Merv. My co-host over here is Bloyd, and we are the Dogmatic Dudes. How are you doing, man? Dude, I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. Had a had a long week in the sports, um, getting back into the swing of things, and uh, yeah, I'm feeling good, man. It's, it, it's At least we're getting somewhat of a semblance of normal life, right? I am extremely happy and excited that the NBA is back, man. And there's already so much good shit that's been going on. Well, and it's like, it, you know, we're, we're going to get into the, the details of all of these games because I got a lot I want to talk about. But just from like a high level, like you can tell everybody's fresh, everybody's playing hard because so many of the games have been a matter of a couple points. A couple games have went to overtime so far. I mean, you got people fucking pushing pushing the pedal to the floor. I mean, there, there there's no time to waste here. Uh, and you can definitely tell, you know, even the teams that aren't necessarily seated right now, but are there to play in, essentially. Like, you can tell they're playing fucking hard. Everybody's playing hard. Uh, oh, yeah, man. Everybody's busting their asses, man. You can definitely tell. I mean, in that first game, you see, you see LeBron, dude. He's playing hard defense. James Harden, for goodness sake, dude. Talk about lockdown defense against uh Giannis bro yeah I I would uh it, the the Rockets is so I, I know I've been kind of critical of the Rockets in the past but you and me both dude I think they are going to be an incredibly hard out and if I were you because you are a Nuggets fan they are on your fucking tail dude I would mm-hmm. be careful with that one because they oh, yeah. are looking they're looking real strong man um that small ball um, especially if you're a team like the Lakers, you probably want to avoid playing a team like that because I think if it came down to the Lakers and the Rockets, it's more likely that the Lakers will still come out, but I think the Rockets would give them a really good series. That's small ball. I mean, you saw it last night against Giannis and the Bucks. I mean, it gave them fits, man. It did give them fits. And I mean, yeah, they took 61 three-pointers last night. That's a little ridiculous, but it worked, man. It worked. Well, that's what they're no. That well, that's what that team is built for, dude. Is hundred percent shooting high volume threes. I'm guessing that that small ball it, it works in very interesting ways, because if you think about it, positions one through five on that Rockets team can shoot the three pretty decently. So they have to. You that's like your first that, requirement to be on that like roster. You have to be able to shoot threes at a decent clip. Yeah, man. I mean, that team is, if they're, but that's the problem, bro. When they're clicking, they're clicking when they're not. Exactly. And that's always been my problem with them is they're super inconsistent because you can cite back a couple of years ago. I know they've had like, you know, Russell Westbrook hasn't been with them more than just this season. Um, you know, some of the other players that they had come in, but you've seen this like totally kill them in the past. Uh, most notably when they, oh, what was the stat line? They shot some crazy number of threes and made like, I don't know, a handful of them against the Warriors, that series they lost when they had CB3? You know yeah, what I'm talking man. about? I mean, yeah. So, like, oh, that's, know that's always, like, been my, like, evidence to why I don't think the Rockets are ever capable of winning a championship because when you're relying so heavily on the three ball, if you have an off night, I mean, it, you're digging yourself your own grave, right? Exactly. And, I mean, and then here's the other problem, too. What if they? What if the opposing team has a dominant big? 
that's going to cause a lot of issues for rebounds, you know? Well, I don't Second know chance. because, I mean, the big thing athletic is, like... Bigs, big athletic bigs, you think that the Lakers are not going to get a bunch of rebounds against the Rockets? No, 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 All no, of no. their I'm centers are extremely athletic. I'm not saying that, but last night they got out-rebounded, like, a crazy amount. Like, the Bucks had way more rebounds last night, and even though Giannis doesn't play the big position, he's an athletic big, and they still won that game. And they had no business winning that game. They got out-rebounded. Like I said, they shot 61 threes. They shot 34% overall from three-point land. But they still won that game. So that's what and I'm they saying. they add like, up. Those, those, those threes start to add up, especially if your other if the other team isn't hitting at, at such a hard clip, you know? Well, and that's what I'm saying. That's why, like, with the Lakers, it's a really interesting matchup because the Lakers are not a very good three-point shooting team. And if you get them in that spot to where – you're, you're draining threes and they're having to catch up from behind and they can't do it all of a sudden, especially when you're looking at the Lakers because they definitely have some defensive deficiencies, especially with Avery Bradley not around. You're you're really having a tough time because I well, here's like, the who thing, would you man. call like, who would you call like the number one defender on that team? Like who's the best person? Who's Danny taking the Green, number one probably. option? Well, Anthony Davis, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I mean but, for sure. But he's not gonna be taking a play. Like a guard. guard like a guard is probably Danny Green. Yeah, and even him, it's like, you know, we've always been, at least this year, it's like the Lakers have depth, the Lakers have depth. Danny Green played like 17 minutes last night, not a single point to show for it. Like, that's what I'm talking about. If the Rockets were to play the Lakers and they catch them in a series and they have a couple games like the Lakers did against the Raptors, I'd be a little concerned if I were a Lakers fan. That's all I'm saying. It's clear that there is a recipe to, I mean, there's a recipe for any team to win games, no doubt. That's just the way the league works. But I'm just saying, if I were the Lakers, I don't think I want to play the Rockets. I don't think that's a matchup I want in the playoffs. You want to avoid that. I, I think I'd be way more comfortable with the rest of the field versus the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here's the thing. They have to be consistent. For sure. And like I said, that's that's always been my, my big problem with them. So I'm not necessarily ready to hand them the torch like Stephen A. Smith was on freaking ESPN this morning, but... I'm still saying. But, like, I mean, those guys, those guys just go off the hype train, man. You gotta. Oh, you for gotta... sure, for sure. But I'm still saying, like, I didn't expect. I was saying all day yesterday, even watching that game, I was like, Bucks about to run this away. Nope. Rockets kept themselves in that game, and the other crazy thing was like, James Harden wasn't the one lighting up the scoreboard. Like the story of the game yesterday was Russell Westbrook. It wasn't James Harden. You know. So when you're talking about realistically in the past you've always had james harden like going crazy hard in the playoffs he becomes dismal but cp3 was always hurt um and they had a lot of inconsistencies with that team then but if you have somebody like russ um that clearly is healthy um and still playing at a phenomenally high level i mean that that takes some pressure off of him so maybe you're not talking about so much of a choke job um and you're just talking about more balance there from a scoring perspective so i again I'm not ready to say that the Rockets are going to come out of the West. I think they have a pretty good chance of it uh, next to anybody else that's not an L.A. team. But, um, yeah, it was a surprise. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Obviously, they're playing Portland, what, tomorrow, which I think is a really good matchup. Um, so we'll see how that, that ends up going. Actually, yeah, they put Portland tomorrow at 8. Um but yeah, so the Rockets uh, were a big storyline for me. And the other team, um, and you can talk about your Nuggets here in a minute, they obviously, the OKC Thunder just played the Nuggets, went to overtime. Uh, obviously, mm -hmm. Michael Porter Jr. carried you guys. You guys won that game. But um, 
it, I, the, I think the Thunder are another team that are going to be a real mm-hmm. hard out. Um, mm-hmm. Like the other night, man, they not only did they beat down on the Jazz, dude, they had five players in double digits. Like, talk about balance. Talk about like you don't necessarily have one person that's like the superstar compared to everybody else. You just have like yeah. a solid team. It's a hard nosed, solid, consistently like. I think this team. is the type of team. That, I think this is the type of team that Chris Paul uh, needed. For sure, um, and it, it clearly shows. Like they're, dude. I mean, that's as funny as that is, because he didn't want to play for this fucking team. Oh, for sure not. No, he was he was ready to sit out the season or demand a trade. Like he was ready not to play at all. Um, and I'm sure he quickly figured out once you know they got on the court that okay maybe the, there, there's something here. Like dude, Shea is playing so well right now. So fun to watch him. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're dude, they're gonna be a hard out man, and they they ran you guys down to the end like. And yes, Michael Porter did. Jr. had what a thirty-seven point evening. Like, thirty-seven fucking points, bro. Twenty points in the first half. Who didn't play for you guys today? Is uh, uh Murray Jamal Murray, out? Barton, and Gary Harris. Which those are? I, you sent that to me the other day. I didn't realize that you guys were missing all of them. But are those just like day to day or like? Uh, I believe that Jamal has a hamstring issue that he's he's uh he's uh, baby he's sitting right now. Mm. And then Gary, Gary and Will. I'm not entirely sure what's going on with Gary and Will. Yes, I feel like I haven't really seen anything on it, so that's why, like, when you sent me that Bleacher Report, I was like, "What?" Yeah, well, I mean, if you're those, those are three key starters of our of our team. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and, uh, we have like those are three guards. We're we're running really low on guards. This is why we're playing tall ball, is because we just don't got jack shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's still impressive. I mean, obviously, we know Michael Porter Jr. The only thing that anybody's really ever had to say about him is that he can't stay healthy, right? Um, and obviously, it's it's pretty evident that if he's healthy, um, he's not only starter-worthy, but when you're in a need right now where you have guys down, it's like next man up mentality, and like he clearly is filling that void. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, he's he, dude, he wants to play in these critical games. Like, he's just said a bunch of, like, quotes that are – that as a as a Nuggets fan and even just a fan of Michael Porter Jr., it just it just brings a smile to your face. The reason he's coming down to Orlando is to help the Nuggets win a championship. Point blank. Period. I mean, it's it, you know it, like, it's impressive. It's it's uh he's definitely got the stature there. Um, and like I said, he's always had the you know the tangibles. He's always had the skill set of a basketball player. It's just like how much is that all those injuries going to affect him. And clearly right now it's not. So, well, it, I mean, like I said, he, he, like I've said in previous podcasts is that he needed that time to rehab and take care of his body. He had the perfect team to do that. The nuggets didn't necessarily need him right away. So they were like, no, take care of yourself, build yourself up, make sure that you are 100% pain free. Don't act tough. Just take care of yourself. And it's showing that given the patience, given the time, those players, they can really flourish and become what everybody wants them to be. Absolutely. No, I completely agree. I, he's in a good spot. And like I said, he clearly he clearly showed today that he's deserving of his roster spot. So um, I didn't think that the Nuggets were going to win that game only because of it seemed like the momentum was going the way of the Thunder right before that OT. But the second it got to OT – Actually, I guess it wasn't the second because they were up on you guys in overtime for a minute there. But toward the end, it was just like, okay, Nuggets are clearly going to take this, which is good. It's good for, 
you know, him to have a career game and you guys walk out with the dub, like that's always a good feeling. Yeah, I mean, it's huge just for his personal confidence too and the coach's confidence in him. Oh, yeah. um, I I truly believe that that Malone will give him more opportunities to play. I mean, 37 points, 12 rebounds, 12 of 16 from shooting, bro. Yeah, I mean, there, there's nothing really you can say bad about his performance. I mean, like, he is the reason you guys won that game. Uh, well, not, well so. not necessarily. Jokic was... Well, I mean, I mean Jokic is Jokic. You know Jokic I mean? is the one that closed the gap. Oh, for I sure. love Jokic. I love Jokic so fucking much. He's so fucking dope. So here's the game that I really want to talk about. And I we, we've we talked back and forth about this team, talking about the Eastern Conference. But, dude, the Raptors beating the Lakers on Saturday. That yeah. was not something that I saw coming. That was not something that I saw well, coming. Uh, you're not alone in that sentiment, man. I definitely believe that they have always, always been slept on. Dude, I saw a stat today. Very, um, very team-oriented team. This is like their sixth year in a row, even with the shortened season this year. This is their sixth year in a row where they've beaten uh, preseason expectations for win totals. Like, every yeah. year they're projected to do worse than they end up doing. But this team specifically, like – Dude, it's so goddamn hard-nosed. Like, their defensive stats, they're either first or second in every category in the league. Like, they have pretty much the best defense in the league. Um, for, for first of all, like, Fred Van Fleet today, I know this is not talking the Lakers game, but Van Fleet today had a career high. Like, you're talking about... that money, bro. Dude, you're, you're talking about just a very, very well-rounded, like, I'm looking at the, the score line right now. Yeah, Van Fleet was... Played 42 minutes, 8 to 16 from the field, 7 to 12 from three, 13 to 13 from the line, 36 points, five rebounds, four assists, one steal. That for Fred Van Fleet, like typically what you would consider almost a six man. I'm not sure why he was starting today, um, but like those are crazy numbers. Siakam obviously coming in with the 22, but like, dude, they you could definitely tell that defense was. It was doing some stuff to the Lakers the other night, uh, particularly like Anthony Davis and LeBron James were not having a great game, but like nobody else on that team was able to do anything against that squad. I mean, it, it was it was almost, I mean, for a while, I was like, okay, because the Raptors were up, I think they were up 12 zip like right away. Um, yeah. And so then the Lakers started clawing back in. I was like, you know, because I, I was kind of like, oh, I didn't see this coming. Uh, and, you know, the Lakers came back and then it was pretty much toe to toe until the fourth quarter. And, dude, the Raptors just like turned it on. And it was almost like you looked at like LeBron and the Lakers and they were almost like sh just as surprised as I was watching the damn TV. It was like, oh, like these guys apparently have another gear they can kick it into. Like, Yeah, I just feel like I feel like the Lakers are, are almost trying to go in autopilot. Which is a bad time to do it, man. Bad time to do well, it. Well, I mean, they're the number one seed, man. I think that they're that they've cemented that that number one seed in the West. So but it's not about the seeding at this point. Like, if if you only have eight games and you've had what was it like three, four months off, you really think now where you can get your feet back under you and get your legs warm and get your team chemistry back? You think now is the time to coast, even if you have seeding locked up? That. Because the Toronto's are you clearly want, like, like the Toronto's clearly not going to pass the Bucks for seeding. Yeah, like, they're still going out there and playing fucking hard. I mean, they're not yeah. slowing down. Here's the other thing too: they're a little bit younger of a team too. Like, I'm I'm sure the Lakers are just kind of coasting right now because they don't want to get any any crucial injuries right before the the 
the the shit actually counts you know i mean for sure but i'm not gonna sit here and use as that like use that as an excuse for like toronto coming out there and playing better oh no 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 not at all but i'm i mean there's just pot and i'm and you know what i'm just throwing shit to the wall bro i'm i i don't honestly know what the fuck the fact of the matter is the lakers they got they got showed up well they got showed up and to be honest with you i think they got a little lucky on Thursday night with the Clippers because I think if Lou Williams played in that game, Clippers would have won. I mean, it came down to the wire, and I think if Lou was there, that would have been a different story, man. Yeah, probably. I like, I, you know, it, like Paul George had a great fucking night. Kawhi's kind of been shaky, which has been the weird thing. He's been kind of shaky since he's gotten back. Obviously, against mm-hmm. the Pelicans, he was falling because it's the Pelicans, but um, I don't know. He hasn't looked like himself, it seems like, and it's good that Paul George has been freaking torsion people because uh, they need that um and see this is what i needed from paul george is for him to show that he's like i'm fucking back motherfuckers better watch out arna isn't harold still out with the clippers too i don't think he's playing right now i don't think he's playing i think he's out of the bubble i believe so like y- y- you see what i'm saying and actually i'm, I'm gonna look up the harold situation real quick because i wonder if he's actually gonna come back or not um, well, the same could be said about Avery Bradley not not playing too. You know, that's a crucial piece for the Lakers. Oh shit! Yeah, Montrez Harrell's grandma died, so yeah, he's on leave right now, so he may or may not be back. I guess we'll we'll wait to see on that. But all I'm saying is, I a I don't think it's the time for the like the Lakers to get complacent or like try to nurse themselves to avoid an injury because they got the Clippers on their tail, they got the Nuggets on their tail, they got the Thunder coming out of nowhere on their tail. Um, and everybody's playing super hard, man. Like everybody's playing super hard. Like you talk about or, the other day, yeah. like, you know, I mean the Celtics Bucks game over in the other conference, that thing came down to the wire, man. I feel like everything's just been coming down so close. Yeah, man, and Jason Tatum was playing like doo-doo too. Oh yeah, he played like, he, he he bested him, or he, he redeemed himself last night against the Trailblazers. That was a yeah, lot. Him and, he got the haircut, bro. Yeah, him and Jalen Brown both balled out last night, um, which credit to uh, McCollum and Dane because they did not let that game go to rest. I counted them out. I was like, nope, it's not happening. And it came Dude, down to never, Nurkic yeah. making a bad pass and losing in the yeah. game, like right down at the end of the game. It was like, okay. Granted, Nurkic looks healthy as shit, so good for him. Um, yeah. He, he's been fun to watch. Um but yeah, dude, just just a lot of like I thought that you guys playing the Heat the other day, the Nuggets. Like I thought that was going to be a close game, and Heat kind of ran away with that. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like they just took advantage of all the mismatch because, like I said, man, we don't have our uh, freaking Will Barton is 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 one of our top defenders. Gary Harris is one of our top defenders. Mm-hmm. Jamal Murray is one of our top scorers. You know, mm-hmm. so it, like. Those are three very key pieces that we're missing from this team, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. It's just, it, it's been, it's been so fun. So fun to watch so far. Um, and It's just great to have it back. And like I said, man, there's just some teams that it's just like, I knew like where they were in the standings. I knew what they had as far as like pieces on the team. I knew what to expect, but I, I've been proven wrong. Like... You know, the Raptors and the Thunder both uh, really just kind of made me open my eyes a little bit. But like, okay, okay, I see what we got going on here. Um, Even the Magic, man, of all teams. Like, I know last night, um, 
what's his face went down with the ACL. Uh, Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, Jonathan Isaac. He went down towards ACL, but like they're only three games under 500 now, um, and they're balling. They haven't lost since they've gotten in the bubble. So it's just team ball, man. Team I know. ball. You know, I, I love me some team ball. Mavericks are Mavericks and the Grizzlies are both disappointing me, man. I, I know like the Mavericks, like the the Rockets overtime game the other night, like Harden had 49 points. That's kind of hard to overcome, but they did take them to overtime. But like, dude, losing to the Suns yesterday, what are you doing? What are you doing? You can't be losing games like that when you're fighting for an eight seed or, or a seven seed. I guess you have the seven seed, but like you, you can't be losing games like that right now. And Luca had 40 points and they still lost that game. Like, come on. Yeah. And then I'm watching the freaking Grizzlies play right now, and uh, I'm going to go back to John Morant's box score real quick, so I'm pretty sure it still looks really nasty. Um, yeah, 3 of 17 from the field, uh, 0 of 9 from three-point range. Not great. That is fucking garbage. He's played 34 minutes. That's Come on, Ja. You can't have these kinds of fucking games. Look, I'm going I'm to I'm excuse it because he's a rookie. For sure, I, there's definitely a level of excuse, but it, dude, it's it's hard to watch right now. Like I just watched him yeah. go for a layup, and he should have splashed that in, and he was nowhere close. Like it, it's not good for the Grizzlies, and I'm I'm not trying to dog on this guy, but I don't think it's good when Grayson Allen is your leading scorer. Like, I agree. That 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 shouldn't be. That shouldn't I mean, happen. I mean, he's five and six from three. He's shooting pretty well right now. He's playing 26 minutes, like six to ten from the field. He's looking pretty good, but like. He's not even remotely your best player on that team. No. Remotely. No. And, like, he's supposed to be kind of a six-man, like, off-the-bench type of guy. And he's, like, contributing pretty much the most out of anybody right now. Uh, Brooks has got 15. Jaron Jackson's got 18. But, I mean, like, where are you at, Jaw? Like, what are you doing? Where are you at, Jaw? Also, Zion does not look like he's in very good shape, man. The Clippers worked him the other night real bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, real bad. He well, looked good I mean, against Jazz, but... Dude, ooh. basketball conditioning is way different than any other type of conditioning, man. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. It's I just mean, like... Dude, when I went back to the courts, and I'm not saying that I'm anything great, man, but when I went back to the court, bro, I literally thought that my lungs fell to the floor. Well, with him, it's just like... He's got moments where he looks really good. Like, so, for instance, like Thursday night, like I was watching, you know, the Pelicans play the Jazz, and there was like multiple times where I was like, holy shit. I was like, this man looks like he's ready to go. I mean, you know, he was maneuvering around in the paint, like footwork looked great. Um, and then I, you know, I, I watched them play the Clippers the next day and I was like, oof. I was like, man, I, I like the image of last night a little bit better. I was like, this is a lot <laughs> harder to watch. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm giving everybody a little bit of a pass just because like everybody's still trying to like feel each other out in those scrimmages nobody was fucking taking that shit seriously anyways no but for me it's and i kind of like alluded to this when we were talking a minute ago but like for me it's who actually is gonna come out and like who really is trying to set themselves apart from the competition who really looks like they fucking care because and I'm not accusing anybody of not caring. You're putting your, you know, you're putting yourself away from your family for months. You're putting your health at risk. You're doing all that stuff. So I'm not saying nobody's taking this seriously. If you're here, you're taking it seriously. But what I am saying is there are teams that are clearly taking this a lot more seriously than others. Clearly. Like so far, 
there are some teams that are coming out every night and they're punching you in the mouth and they're doing whatever they can do to win. Talk about the Thunder, even though they lost today. I'm talking about Toronto. I'm talking about, you know, talking Indiana, about Denver. Bro. Yeah, talk about Indiana. Like, I'm talking about these teams that, you know, they're coming out and they don't care rockets. I mean, it's it, they're, they're going to come out and they're going to play you hard for the entire time. And win or loss, like, they're leaving everything out on the floor. And it just seems like there's a dividing line between those teams and the rest of the teams in the bubble right now. And yeah. I think that's, like, you know, these eight games are important. I know that probably a lot of them don't see it the same way. And you mentioned earlier, like, yeah, you have seating locked up. But, like, this is still important because, like with any sport, when you have momentum, it really helps you, you know, shift the game and shift the, the advantage to your side. Momentum's everything. So why wouldn't you want Absolutely. this eight-game stretch to build that momentum up so when you go into the playoffs, you're gliding forward? Yeah. I, I, and I get what you mean, man, but um, I don't know. I I feel like some of these top-tier teams, they just don't want any critical injuries to happen because obviously everybody needs to get in into the swing of things. Everybody's got to, you know, feel each other out again. But, I mean, I feel like some of these teams, they need to, like, you know, not play so fucking hard because, you know, Anthony Davis gets hurt. The Lakers' chances of winning the championship go out the window. Well, I, I, I think I, you're 100% correct. If if the Clippers lose Kawhi, if the Lakers lose Anthony Davis, it's a freaking wash. But like, see, like it's it's just a, it's it's an ankle. I mean, remember what happened with Kawhi last time, dude? It, it was literally it it takes one slip up for somebody to get hurt. But that's what this is. It's sports. Like that's that's what this is. That mm-hmm. you're putting yourselves at risk, and I'm just saying, like. Even if that is the case, which I don't think it's the case, I don't necessarily think. I don't believe it's the case. I don't believe it's the case either. Um, I'm just like I said. I'm just I'm just stirring shit. But even if that is the case, it's just like you know, if you're the Lakers or you're the Clippers, like, dude, you got a fucking target on your back. Like, yeah, absolutely. And there, there's teams coming for you, whether you like it or not. So you either have to like you know, put it up and shut up or like you're, you're going to get left behind because the seating's getting closer and closer. And like I said, some of these teams in the middle of both conferences are looking like they're capable of playing anybody. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to see what Toronto does in the playoffs. Me too. If they really, if they, if they truly give uh, the Bucks a run for their money. Um, I think they, I think they're very, in my opinion, I think they are very likely uh, headed to the Eastern Conference Championship. In my opinion. Okay. No, that's that's a fair that's a fair assessment, man. I mean, I I have either them or the Celtics. I, I yeah. Mean, I'm, I, I have no faith that the Sixers are going to make it there. No. The Heat are, uh, are an awesome story, but nah. And then Indiana and all those other teams. I mean, yeah, like, look, you guys are are, are a good team, but you guys aren't aren't sufficient enough to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, especially especially with who the the top teams are. Well, yeah, and like you know, anybody that listens to this knows that you and I adore the Pacers. Like, love that team. Like, mm-hmm. dude, T, T. J. Warren coming out the other night, fifty-seven. Like, yeah, man. Like, I did not expect that to happen at all. Me neither, but that's just the beauty of that of team. team ball, you know. Like anybody can, every anybody can cook, any any night, you know. Yeah, and it's just like, 
as much as I, you know, I, I, I do agree with you. As much as I'd love to see the Pacers go, like, go the distance, it's not going to happen. I mean, realistically, I think it's probably going to be a Bucks and Raptors uh, with the Celtics as a strong possibility sitting in the background, like, looking in, sitting on the outside looking in. Celtics are definitely capable. Um, Absolutely, especially if uh, Jalen and, and Jason are are shooting on all cylinders, no pun intended. Yeah, but it, it does seem like with them – it, it's either one or the other. You, I don't think there's been very many cases where they've both been hot on the same night. You know what I mean? And that's what needs to happen in order that, for them to be a truly great team. For sure. I think I think replacing replacing Kemba for for Kyrie was a, was a great great move on the Celtics. Kyrie will always be my favorite point guard in the NBA. I don't think that'll that'll change until I find somebody else that's truly great. But he his his approach is an acquired taste, if that makes any sense. Oh, John Moran just missed the easiest alley oop. What is going on with you today, man? Sorry, I I I listened to what you said, but I just saw that and I had to mention it. That this is this is making me real sad. I'm just gonna I'm gonna write it off for tonight. He's got to come back because th- th- this this doesn't look good. No, man. I mean, dude, just give the kid a break, man. He's a fucking rookie. I'm 100% giving him a break, and it's because I like him, and I understand that things happen. So I'm going to let that one slide. Um, but, yeah, so the, the Celtics Trailblazers game yesterday, I, I watched a good majority. Um, I, I must have obviously missed the parts where Kimba was playing because I, I had it on in the background. I, I was paying attention, and I wasn't paying attention. I was paying attention. Uh, but the thing that caught my eye, other than Tatum and Brown, obviously, uh, Brown having 30 and Tatum having 34 was, dude, Nurkic. Nurkic looked good. Other than a couple of foolish passes he had at the end of the game there, he looked healthy. He looked like like a young, like, spring chicken. Like, dude, mm-hmm. he, I mean, like, he played 32 minutes yesterday at 30 points. Perfect from the free throw line. Nine rebounds, five assists, two steals, one block. And then you have Dame Dame Willard that played 44 minutes, had an extra 30 to tally on there. Like, dude, the Trailblazers are just such an interesting thing because it's like, if you get some help from your bench, man, like if Whiteside would have scored more than a five measly points yesterday, like they lost by four points. That could have been That's the difference. That's what pisses me off about Hassan Whiteside. He should be good, but he fucking lacks effort. Well, he's got a big mouth too. He needs to shut up every once in a while and just play stop like. I don't know. I, I think he runs his mouth. I mean, he obviously tainted his reputation a little bit in Miami. I can't necessarily fault him entirely. Like, there was some back and forth there, but he needs to shut his mouth every once in a while and just like realize, like, dude, if you if I just focus on like playing basketball, like, dude, he he's got the size, he's got the footwork, he's got the ability, like, but dude, he's just not very consistent, and he's kind of a liability, honestly. Mm-hmm. For somebody that should be. That should be one of the top centers in the NBA. His head is what gets him in fucking trouble. And, mm-hmm. that's, and that's what fucking sucks. Yeah, it really does. Um, especially when, you know, like, I guess he wouldn't be a starter with Nurkic being healthy. But, I mean, there's room for him. And, again, if he would have came off the bench and scored more than five points yesterday, like, I guess he only took two shots and one free throw. So, he was not really given a whole bunch. But... The Trailblazers are just so close, man. They're they're not far. They're it's just that so team, disappointing. That team is, is 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 has a lot of really fucking good players, man. Zach Collins 
although he looks like fucking Callan, <laughs> yeah, he, he is super fucking athletic, dude. He is great, man. And he was really good in Gonzaga, too, man. Dude, what's with the shot distribution, though? Because I'm looking at the minutes and everything from yesterday. Zach Collins played 27 minutes and was 3-3 three of three from the field. How did he only take three shots for 27 I mean, minutes? Zach Collins isn't necessarily there for, for buckets, man. He's I know he's not for, there for clean buckets. Up. He's a trash man, dude. He he, he literally he plays his role, and he if he gets points off of, off of uh, putbacks, that's how he gets his buckets, or if he's a... Yeah, but he had five rebounds. Like, he didn't even contribute a whole bunch there. How did he play 27 minutes and have that flat up a stat line? That doesn't make any I mean, sense to me. That doesn't seem well, like Zach Collins. Let's see who else had the fucking rebounds. I mean, uh, it was Lillard. Had nine. No, it wasn't Lillard. Collum had eight. Yeah. Lillard had two. Mello had three. I mean, dude, there's only so much basketball that you can. There's only so much. There's only so. There's only one basketball on the fucking court. Yeah, hundred percent. Not everybody, not everybody can put up fucking godly numbers. So no, I know that. And I, I'm not saying that. It just it, it seems. And with a lineup, and with a lineup that has CJ McCollum, Damian Lillard, Yusuf Nurkic, and Carmelo Anthony, yeah, bro, you're probably gonna be the fifth option. Dude, Gary Trent Jr. freaking slept on though, man. Like. I felt like every time I turned around, he was seven from eleven from three point land yesterday. Like I, I feel like every time I like turned away and turned back, he was splashing a three. I was like, where the fuck did this guy come from? Yeah, man, that, that that's pretty impressive. See, those bit like I need consistency. Well, and that's like, the thing. It's great that's to the fucking thing. See, like Dame, I love Dame so much, man. But there's nights where he's lighting it up from three point land, and then there's nights like yesterday, he's five of fourteen. Like. He's a liability more than he is a, a benefit at that point because he's jacking up a bunch of shots that aren't going in. Like, yeah. and to me, I mean, I don't know. They're 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 one like more solid piece because I'm sorry, I like Carmelo, but Carmelo is not like the long term. Like they need somebody no, else he, in that spot. Not, like he he is not the long long term benefit to that. You know who I think would would probably be good with that team is like Otto Porter. Yeah, Otto Porter would be I, I think he would almost be like a perfect fit, actually. Yeah, like an Otto Porter would be would be a a really good uh addition to that team. Because they don't or, have a bad team, man. Like they don't have a bad team at all. Not at all. I mean, I it, mean it, if Trevor Ariza was a little younger, that team would be nasty. Yeah, and it's like I said, they're you know, it, it, at this point Ooh, they're Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre would be good. That he definitely he definitely fits in with that persona of that team too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like he definitely fits in with the mantra they got going on over there. Yeah, man. I mean, that would be that would be a, a nice team. But I agree with you, man. I, I believe, you know, Mello Mello is just like the the plug for for the hole in the boat, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely it's a like temporary. Keeping... He's a temporary fix, but that's something that needs to get addressed yeah yeah i agree um and i you know i'm always still gonna i'm always gonna be kind of that 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 person that roots for for portland here and there but um 
they, they just at this point, I mean, with the way things are shaking out, like it's just probably, I mean, things aren't going their way. It's, it, it's the no. way it works out. Um, also, the Sixers are only up on the Spurs four points right now. It's going into yeah. halftime, but dude, the, I'm not even, I'm not even giving the Sixers the time of day. Don't, with this no, conversation. Like, I'm not doing I, I don't want to, I don't want to do it, man. I, I've already written them off. Let's just let fucking it. Bullshit, man. We put the dun chain on them. They're supposed to be fucking terrific and they're just absolute garbage it's just yeah i i already done chained them i already labeled them that that way i'm, I'm just keeping them there they don't need they don't deserve to have uh they're a, a motherfucking segment. trash heap bro that's what they are for sure but i mean you know for the most part um yeah i, I really have a couple teams and i'm like dude i really want to keep seeing what these teams are all about like the thunder man i'm gonna keep a close eye <laughs> raptors thunder, same deal like the thunder and raptors are probably my top two uh I I think the Raptors are. I feel like the Raptors have been like a, a like low key team that I've been rooting for, even when they were facing LeBron and 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 the Cavs or or the Heat. You know, they were they were always a team that I I liked. It doesn't hurt that Drake is your ambassador too. So oh yeah. Um, also, I'm looking at the uh, the Suns box scores. Uh, that team is not far from being pretty pretty prominent as well i would say they're not far i'd say they have some scrubs on their bench that they need to get rid of but i mean cameron Payne needs to get the fuck out definitely needs to get the fuck out of there i don't know what kaminsky's doing there either to be honest with you like, i don't know what kaminsky's still doing on a fucking basketball team to be exactly honest. like he dude he's a cool guy but he should be making podcasts he should not be playing basketball anymore yeah maybe doing podcasts maybe being a coach somewhere but like yeah i don't kaminsky yeah, you were good in Wisconsin, but that was about it, man. But I mean, like, look, like you know, they got Bridges, they got Aiton, they got Rubio, they got Booker, they got Sarich coming off the bench. Diallo didn't play yesterday, but they got Diallo, they got Baines. I mean, they they definitely have some talent on that team. They're not far from being, you know, I, I wouldn't say like a surefire playoff team, but definitely no. being more in the conversation than they are now. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I completely agree. They they have a lot of talent, man, and they just need just get my man some click. help. They just, just get need my man some help. Book, dude, book needs book needs the help, man. If you just don't get help my man book some out, help. you can't be mad at you can't be mad at D Book if he ends up leaving. Well, come on, nobody's gonna and nobody's gonna blame Booker for anything that transpires because that guy has put his heart, like blood, sweat, and tears into that organization since he's been there and the guy's been balling out like and, at an and extremely he's wasting high level his, and he's wait because right now he's going up into his peak years man and he's so young too he's wasting all of that young talent that he has on he's a fucking, 22 man he's 22 yeah he's so young like it dude, it just, just it bothers me so much man like don't, don't don't keep taking advantage of this guy i'm getting tired of it me too, man. I mean, I wish Book can go to another squad. And it doesn't even need to be a contender. I just feel like the Suns are not doing him justice, dude. Seeing him on, coincidentally enough, the, the, the Timberwolves would be really fun to watch. Oklahoma City Book would be really fun to watch. Uh, you know, uh, if you could trade CJ McCollum for Devin Booker, can you imagine Devin Booker and and uh damian lillard that would be awesome but i would hate for mccollum to get fucked over like that yeah dude that he would be going into 
basketball purgatory by then. Dude, he's such a good guy, and I respect his game so much. Like, I, I would hate to see McCollum get fucked over, just like I'd hate to see Dame get fucked over. Like, I I, I would love Booker to be with somebody like Dame, but, man, I, I, I wouldn't wish that upon CJ. Like, that ain't fair. Yeah, no, that wouldn't be fair, but, you know, like, if, if you business. as an organization – yeah. If you as an organization have the opportunity to get Devin Booker, I'm sorry, but like Devin to me, Devin Booker is a better player than CJ McCollum. He's definitely more consistent. Um, and I think overall, yeah, he's a better player. I don't think it, it's as big as a gap as some people would. Like, no, and it's say. not. It's I'm not gonna say that it's not close. But, but you're you know, right. I mean, Devin Booker is one of the youngest players to reach. What was it? How many points was it? Was it? I gotta look up his his record. Because he joined, like, let's see here. How many points does he have career-wise so far? Well, first of all, he obviously had the 70-point game, which is, you know, absolutely wild. Um, For somebody as young as he is. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Also, I didn't realize he holds the single game or scoring highs at three different venues. That's fucking wild. That's ridiculous. Holy shit, dude. He is. He's on another level. I got to look up his career his career points, though, here real quick. So, first of all, he's averaged 22.3 in his five years in the league. Um, let's see, total. Uh, he, he's been there since he was 18, dude, and he's averaging 20 points. Like... That is stupid how good that is. Yeah, yeah, he had that one really good year at Kentucky, and he left. Like, he's gone. It's crazy. Smart idea, bro. <laughs> 100%. All right. Why can I not find where this record was? I think it was 10,000 points, I want to say. Maybe six? I don't fucking know. Uh, uh, let me just pull up his Wikipedia because it's got all his records on here. So, just some notable. Um, he was the youngest player to score over 60 points in a game, and that was his game where he had 70 against Boston. Um, also became the youngest player in NBA history with consecutive 50-point games. How did he get his first All-Star selection this year? What? That seems crazy to me. 2020 mm -hmm. was his first year. Yep. That's fucking wild, dude. That's wild. That, it is wild, man. I mean, he's so fucking good, too. The disrespect. What you gonna do, man? I'm telling you, it's because he plays for the fucking sorry-ass Suns. Look, here's the thing. Maybe if the Suns were good, like, Booker's numbers would mean something. But, like, when you're losing, your your stats don't mean shit. Oh, for sure. Which sucks, man, because I, I, I hate, like, constantly having to, like, go to go to bat for him. I'm like, dude, how, like, if you have eyes, how do you realize, or how do you look at Devin Booker and say, ah, nah, he's not good, man? Mm, he's ridiculous, man. He's so fucking good. I, I, there's no way that, that, I will not deny that man's talent. Okay, not so I was one. way off. I was way off on the point total, but 20... Well, actually, the point total would be more now, especially since he's been cooking the past two and a half years. 2017-2018 season, Booker scored 39 points, and at 21 years, 123 days old, he became the third youngest player in NBA history to reach 4,000 career points, again behind LeBron James and Kevin Durant. 
This was also his fourth straight 30-point game, the first Suns player to score 30-plus in four straight. Wow. Dude, he's yeah. just, like, give the I, – I know they gave him a ton of money, so you're going to have a, a tough deal. Uh, I mean, I guess you're not going to have a tough deal if a, a team's got a lot of cap space and needs somebody like him. Yeah. But just the only thing I would hope for him is that he keeps it up and, like, his prime extends for a while because otherwise you're going to deal with, like, a, a bad contract situation. But yeah. I don't see any signs of him slowing down anytime soon, so I'm not worried about that with him. Um like I would be with other players because some of these other guys like CB3 get paid when they're older and it's clearly a bad deal from the get-go. Uh, I don't see how you would look at the Devin Booker deal and say that's a bad deal for either side. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I can't really hate on that. I just I, – I give my man some help. Stop doing it to him. Well, here's the thing. Their draft picks need to start showing up too. For sure. Well, and they've, the thing is, they've drafted so many players that haven't even, like, stayed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which doesn't help because uh, you're just you're, – you're wasting. I mean, I guess they're, they're top five or bottom five uh, draft pick dwellers. They've been in that spot. They won't be this year, but they've been in that spot for quite some time. Um, so, I guess that helps them a little bit, but uh, it, it, it's just – the Suns are such a sorry-ass franchise and their management doesn't give a, a single fuck about anything there i mean to the point where they had a whole rift with the city about the the stadium and this and that and i'm like do you even fucking care that you like guys have a team do you even know like it's just embarrassing like yeah it's embarrassing it's i and i will piggyback off you and second that statement man i the suns haven't been relevant i feel like since steve nash and and amari Ooh, well, no wonder the freaking Mavericks lost last night. Actually, it's pretty sad. The Suns won 117 to 115, okay? The Mavericks shot 19.4% from three. Sheesh. Holy shit, that is bad. Seth Curry was the only guy making threes. He was 50% from three. Like, And that's really good. <laughs> Hardaway Jr. was 0 of 8. That's stinky. That's real bad. Um, That's pretty terrible. But damn, Luka got to the line 19 times. He was 18 and 19 from free throw. That's crazy. Luka, dude, Luka is just godly. He's the fucking truth, man. I'm telling you, I watched that Rockets game the other night when they they were playing the Mavericks, and it was just like, every time that guy has the ball, I know he's going to do something insane. I just He leave. makes it look so easy. It's so effortless for him. It's because he makes it look like he's fucking having a good time out there, man. He doesn't take shit so damn seriously. He's just like, dude, this is just basketball. like. Which is why I love watching him play, man, because he's got, like, he's got that charismatic, like, element to him. And you can just tell, like, it, he, it's never too big of a moment for him. He's never taking himself too seriously, like you said. Like, he's never taking the game of basketball too seriously. He's out there having fun. He obviously wants to win. You can tell that. Um it's, he's just a hard guy to root against. I don't know how you would be able to root against him. Like he, there, there's no like reason he's given anybody to think that you know he's there for anything else but winning and having fun doing what he loves. Like that's clear. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. He his his personality is just so fucking infectious. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he just looks like the nicest guy to be around. Yeah. Absolutely, but it's because, bro, it's that European thing. Because I feel like most of those European guys are—they're really chill. Well, they're clowns, dude. They're funny. They're silly. 
Oh my gosh, yes they are. It's, and their sense of humor is so fucked. Oh yeah, absolutely. A, and since I have a dry sense of humor, like I think it's hilarious. I mean, absolutely. Well, it's like when, you know, like when you had me meet Serge for the first time, like that, you know, their their sense of humor, it, it's definitely different than what you and I like normally fuck around with, right? And joke around with. But I was like, dude, this guy's fucking hilarious. Like, dude, he's terrific, man. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. It's just European humor I get. And I find it so fucking hilarious because like they literally don't give a shit. And then they try to translate it and they, they, and they give less of a shit. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, it's like, dude, Mavericks are just, they're disappointing me. Um, not, it, it, it's no fault to Luka, it's no fault to Kristaps, honestly. Even Seth Curry, I'm like, both games I've seen them play, like the three of them have been fine. Tim Hardaway Jr., you're a liability dog. <laughs> like, one of 12 from the field, zero eight from three. I mean, he did have 10 rebounds, so he's at least giving you something, but two points for 30 minutes, like that's a stinky stat line, man. That's not good. Yeah. I mean, big men with that are rebounding more than 10 times a game can put up better than two points and one of 12 from the field. Like, come on, man. If it's not if it's not your shooting night, like, stop taking those shots. Like, I know you're a guard, but eh, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., man, I, that's he's a liability, in my opinion. He's a liability. I, big facts. Uh, I'm not, not a huge fan of that. Um, but... You know, otherwise, I, I, I still really like the Mavericks. Um, they just, they, it, it's not going to be their, they, you know, their year this year, um, which is fine. Um, I just, I want Luca to get it at some point because it's Luca. But I expected them to come out a little bit hotter than they did. Um, also, I, why did, why did Brunson not play yesterday? That seems strange to me. Because Jalen Brunson. Um, he obviously played on the same team, but I really like watching him and uh, DiVincenzo both because mm-hmm. I remember them both at Nova, like being yeah. really good in their own ways. And obviously, like my my fondest memory, which I'm sure most of America would agree with me on, is uh, when DiVincenzo just torched Michigan in a national title game. Actually, we were watching it at your place. Yeah. I remember that we were watching it at your oh place, and I couldn't gosh, believe it, bro. He was making DiVincenzo- every three he could, and he was a role player too, which was even crazier to me. Dude, he's pretty solid off the bench for the Bucks. They got a good yeah. draft pick out of him. I, I think, I think that he just knows his role and he just picks his moments. Well, he's just a kid from Pennsylvania, man. I'm sure, like, this is all he ever wanted was to be a role player. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't think he ever saw himself being, like, a starter. I, I think he's still capable of being a starter. Maybe not now, but he's definitely, like, he's got a lot going for him. Uh, and it helps that he's on a really good team right now. Um, and kind of like kind of like Porter's situation, obviously, DiVincenzo wasn't injured or anything, but they didn't necessarily need him right away, mm-hmm. um, which which helped out. Which helps, especially with those with some players, man. They just need need a year to take in the NBA, not have any expectations to to do anything. Though he started against the Rockets yesterday, did he start on Friday too? They got him in the starting lineup right now. Maybe, quite possibly. I know I've been seeing a lot of him, but I didn't think he was in the starting lineup. Um, I could be wrong. Let's see. Yeah, he started Friday too, or Saturday. Uh, no, that was Friday. Who did they lose in order for him to like, like, 
I'm just trying to think. Oh, uh, uh, Bledsoe's Bledsoe? still out. That's why. Yeah, yeah, that's Bledsoe. why. Yep. Bledsoe's still out. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I was like, I mean, somebody got hurt that, like, that needed that, that they need, that is usually like, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it was Bledsoe. Yeah, so. Well, they're missing Bledsoe and I mean, they're missing somebody else, too. Um, I'm trying to think. Is it Connaughton? Are they missing Connaughton, too? I believe because uh, I haven't seen him play. Yeah, I think it's Connaughton. I think I know they're missing Bledsoe, but I think it's Connaughton too. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Well, I mean, key players, man. Key yeah, for players. sure. For sure. It really goes to show you what what teams are made of, man. Because everybody's missing on 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 key players. I mean, I wouldn't say everybody, but yeah. Well, I, for mo- for most of these teams, some of their key players are not not there, like. You know, except for like the Raptors, you know. I mean, ugh. Raptors got everybody. Uh, Celtics Raptors got, got everybody. El- Celtics got everybody. Uh, uh, Thunder got everybody for sure. Thunder's has every. Does the Grizzlies got everybody? Uh, yeah, they do, and so do the Rockets. Uh well, here I feel like the top three teams in the West are are teams that that are missing key players. Well, I mean, the Lakers are missing Avery Bradley, but they're not missing players to the extent that the Clippers and the Nuggets are, if we're going to go that direction, because the Clippers yeah. are missing Harrell and Lou Williams, and you guys are missing uh, Will Barton, uh, Jamal Murray, and who else did you say was out? Gary Harris. Yeah, Gary Harris. So, like, you're missing, like, what, three starters, right? Yeah. So, I mean, a little bit different of a situation where the, the Lakers were able to make some waiver wire moves to actually like somewhat replace Avery Bradley where you guys are just like, well, young bucks, it's time for you to step up until we got these guys back. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I just feel like they all, like all of, like the young, the young players like MPJ and, and Bull, they, they just need to understand the team, the team game aspect. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that'll come with time. I mean, this Absolutely. is both like this is their shot, both of them, the first time to really play on an NBA floor. And I would say that they've, uh, you know, especially with Bol Bol, um, obviously Michael Porter Jr. was still taken pretty high. But, I mean, they both exceeded expectations, at least initially what you thought they were going to be able to contribute, right? Like, Yeah. So you got to feel pretty good there. Um, it just – it does suck because you are missing, like, you're missing – I mean, you're missing three very, very, like – heavy factors to yeah. the outcome of a game for you guys. The only the the only good thing about their injuries is that they're day to day. Yeah, yeah, they're not like season ending or anything like that. But no, I mean oh, you, you would you would hope that they all come back here before you guys really start going because I Yeah. And no offense to your nuggets, back. but I, I, I really don't think once the playoffs come around, I don't think you guys can really afford any wiggle room. Like I think you guys have to come out firing on all cylinders. Yeah. And like you, you cannot we, we afford to waste perfect. anything. We definitely have to play perfect every single fucking game. Well, it's no different. It's no different than any other year. I I, I can't believe I, I just had the thought and I almost said it out loud and sounded like a complete idiot uh, that the West is super stacked. It, I, I'm not surprised. The West is always super stacked. But, like, specifically right now with the situation we're in and some of the teams it we talked about, like, stacked. it's tight, dog. It's real tight. Like, the top seven teams, man, they're all really fucking good. Like just not what i expected man because this like you know we talked about it in in between the start of quarantine and when the bubble started it's like it really did seem like it was a two-team race and everybody else was there but after a couple days i'm like shit maybe that was completely wrong 
Like, because yeah. it just like the Nuggets, the Lakers and the Clippers don't have much more room than you guys do, like at all. And they can't afford any more mistakes than you guys can. I mean, especially with how the seating's getting shaken up right now. Because, like I said, yeah, the Rockets. We're only the, the game. The 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 Clippers and the Nuggets are only like a game and a half uh, away from each other. Yeah, we pull up the standings right now because we just got Lakers are playing Utah right now. They're up two uh, with about four twenty left in the first. It's seventeen fifteen Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you got Lakers uh, five and a half games up on the Clippers. Clippers are a game and a half up on the Nuggets. Nuggets are a game and a half up on the Rockets. Rockets and Jazz are square eight and a half games behind. And then you have the Thunder at six at a game behind uh, the Jazz and the Rockets. So, like, dude, that's tight. Like, yeah. three like through nobody, six is nobody, real tight. Yeah, nobody can fuck up. Bro. No. But here, but here, at the end of the day, they're all, they all know that they're going to be there. For so sure. So, it kind of – it doesn't really matter, like – like where where they get shuffled you know they know well, it kind of does i mean it kind of does well like what i was talking about earlier because it does affect like who you play first round potentially and that does mm, mean a lot true. depending on who you are that is also very true the thing here is that now that i'm looking at the seating the nuggets wouldn't have to face the lakers until the nba finals but they have to go through the clippers you mean the western conference finals but yeah they have to go or the western the, Co- the western conference finals my bad well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if things stand right now, like, the Rockets potentially would be suited to play the Lakers. And I don't think that's a matchup the Lakers want. Like, I, Not I don't. necessarily, unless they really show their size when they play against the Rockets. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, it's really interesting there. And length then... matters. Length matters when you have a, a, a athletic ability. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying that if it's a seven-game series, I'm taking the Rockets. I'm just saying the Rockets are easily capable. Yeah, and they can potentially push it to seven, man. Like that's not out of this world. That's not a crazy take. No, and 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 you know what? I'm not mad at that take either because I can see it, especially if James Harden is hitting the way that he's hitting, and and Russ is showing up, and the rest of the team is showing up. Well, that's the biggest X factor for them, dude. Because is the is the fucking is the supporting cast? No, it's Russ. It's Russ. Like I think that like, and it's the most obvious X factor on the planet. But it's Russ. Like, if he keeps playing as consistent as he has been. Uh, when we were going into quarantine, when the NBA stopped and coming back, like, dude, he has not missed a beat. He looks so healthy and, like, so fresh. And, like, he's not taking as many bad shots from what I've watched him. Like, he's aggressive driving to the basket. I mean, he's just doing all the rust things. And, like, to have a player like that to go along with Harden, who is just a prolific scorer, um, I mean, it's such a good compliment. And if they both have really good nights, that's really hard to beat. It's really yeah. hard to overcome, especially yep. when you have guys like House and Rivers and P.J. Tucker. Like, if those guys are all nailing a couple threes and pop, like, they could get you down, bury you down 12-15 really easily, you know? And yeah, no, I can I, – I, I completely agree. But here's the other thing, too, is Russ needs to needs to know where, where he's most effective. If he's trying to throw up fucking three-point shots and, and, and be a jump shooter and not take advantage of – of the drive then that team is not going to be successful russ needs to know what he's good at and what he's 100%. good at what he's good at is driving passing and rebounding and giving it all he's got shooting is not his fucking thing well see like like last night's a perfect example of what you need from russell westbrook 38 minutes 10 to 21 from the field only took 
three three-point shots, made one of three. He was 10 of 12 from the line. He had six rebounds total, eight assists, one block, had a couple turnovers, so that, you know, that that that's a little bit but that's that comes with a with a passing with a, yeah, with yeah. a passing point guard. Yeah, like and you're he had trying 31 to look points. for something. Like, yeah, you're trying to look for something. So, so like that that's that's the stat line that you need out of Russ. That that is what you need. And like they won the game against the Bucks last night. James Harden only had 24. Well, imagine if James Harden was cooking last night. Like, Oof. I'm telling you, like, it, they they they're really 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 interesting. Um, especially when you're still getting like you got 37 minutes out of Covington last night. He gave you 15. Uh, House played 31 minutes. He gave you 16. Uh, Tucker uh, a little lackadaisical with the 11. But I mean, like, and their bench. You had. Green got nine, Macklemore got nine, Rivers got five. Like, you had a contribution from your bench. Um, yeah, I, I think they're just going to be a hard out. But you're right. If, if, if Russ is going to kind of revert back to how he was playing previously and he's jacking up a bunch of shots that have no chance of making it, then, yeah, no, that, that's going to – I mean, they're going to live and die by what Russ does, in my opinion, because James Harden's going to be James Harden. So it's really yeah, going to come down until, to like what Russ does. Until James Harden isn't James Harden. True. That's the thing. True. That is the thing. Both of them, both of them need to fucking uh, be at their be at their peak because you know Russ tries way too, and you know that's a fault of his for being such a high tempo, high motor kind of player. You know, he he tries to do too much. Yeah. And it, it ends up it ends up being being what what hinders his ability. Harden, hard. I don't know what goes on with Harden, dude. He just there's just times whenever the pressure's on, he's fucking gone. Well, look, and wait, granted, I mean... and granted, and granted, here's the thing. Um, in previous in previous uh, times when we've seen this, it's James Harden has been putting up fucking buckets in the in the uh regular season i bet you he just gets gassed towards the towards the postseason well I that's why i'm saying might it's be a godsend kind of year yeah. yeah and and here's the other thing too is i'm pretty sure this whole this whole uh break was uh was huge for him dude because look he lost weight he gets he has a little bit more energy he's i i think that this this uh postseason is going to be huge for for james harden because He's had time to rest. Exactly. Exactly. And again, it, you and I both agree on this, and we've talked about it on many other episodes. The thing that the Rockets have to live or die by is if they're having a good shooting night or a bad shooting night. Exactly. When you're a team that is taking that many threes, 61 last night, when you're a team that's taking that many threes, if you're hot, it's going to turn out real well for you. If you're not, it's not going to work out so well for you. We've seen really both cases of that working so um dude the lakers gotta stop taking threes yeah gotta stop taking threes uh it's not not working for them no like especially when caldwell pope's taking your threes you you, no gotta stop taking threes dude that's always been an issue for them though too is that well they don't have i mean jr smith is probably one of their better three-point shooters and man the guy sat out for what a year and a half yeah, that's that's tough. And then Danny Green, he's supposed to be a, a really good three point shooter, but like his three pointer has been suspect as of recent too. For sure. I mean, yeah, it, 
the the I mean, every team you could definitely poke a hole in. Just like we're saying, the Rockets are going to live and die by the three, whether or not it works for them. The Lakers have to try to avoid the three, and if they get in a game where they have to shoot the three, that's the game I think they lose because I don't think they're capable of coming back from a huge deficit if they have to rely on shooting threes because they clearly can't do it. Yeah, no. Here's the thing: I feel like they need to use their bread and butter, and their bread and butter is the two-man game with Anthony Davis and, and LeBron. And but see, here's the thing: stop that until teams until teams can stop that. Yeah, but see, here's the thing, like, and you can make the argument, I'm not making the argument, you could make the argument that the the Raptors completely slowed down LeBron James and AD the other night, which I think it was partially that, I think they were both kind of off, but you saw what happened, they, they were, I, they scored like 18 points combined in the first half, like the bench and the rest of the starters on the Lakers squad, like kept them in that game going into halftime, it was not LeBron and AD. Yeah. So... Oh, dang. Anthony Davis cooking right now, though. rest of the team's got 11. He's got 13. Yep. I'm seeing this right now. I mean, now. that that's the thing. Like, there, there are ways to stop them down or slow them down. And, like, if, if they aren't cooking, you're kind of opening the door for really anybody to hang with you, even teams that shouldn't hang with them. Like, they're pretty – it's early right now, so I'm sure they'll blow out the Jazz because the Jazz are – just not capable of keeping up with a team like this. But. Yeah, I just feel like LeBron. The the issue with LeBron as of recently is that he he needs he needs time to kind of like you know warm up the engine. But I mean, can you really blame the guy? He's no, no, and I'm not I'm not putting a whole bunch of fault on him. I'm just saying that's that's where you do the two things I do see possible with them is if they get into a three point shooting battle that they can't compete in. Or if you just have a bad night out of AD and LeBron, which they're not superhuman. They're going to have off nights for sure. It's yeah. just you, you hope that you're seeing the off nights now and not down the road here once we get in playoffs. Absolutely. Agreed. But um, what what do you think? Because I heard some takes today. Um, personally, if I'm a Bucks fan, I wouldn't necessarily be worried about last night. I don't necessarily think that is a huge indicator. Just like if I'm a Lakers fan, I wouldn't be like highly concerned about the Raptors loss it definitely like opens some it's questions a wake up and some call. conversation it's a wake up call yeah and the Bucks play hard last night and look like they it, it just happened to come down to a couple things at the end of the game a uh, couple bad fouls couple bad passes like just some things but if I'm a Bucks fan I'm not like smacking my head on a wall this morning that no. you lost to the Rockets by four points like I still think the the Bucks are Losing, easily the yeah. favorites to come out of the east like I don't think that changes yeah, I completely agree with you. Look, when the Rockets are hitting hitting at the at the rate that they were fucking hitting and you're only lo- losing by 4, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be okay with that. For sure. Yeah, and Giannis still played well. So like like dude, just you just chalked this up to it was their day. Yeah, it was their day and like but yeah, if I'm a Bucks fan, like I saw you know, uh oh god, a fucking Kendrick Perkins, man. I, I can't watch a second of the guy on TV. He's a fucking moron. I'm sorry. He's a moron. He just um, tries to cause controversy, man. It's for, for sure. It's but for the ratings. It's for TV. Like, he was saying stuff about, like, if I'm a Bucks fan, you know, if I'm the Bucks, I should be concerned. I'm like, I don't think I, I would be really concerned at all. Like, I'm looking at the box score right now. Giannis had 36 last night. Middleton had 27. Lopez tacked on 23. Like, 
you had a pretty good like production from your starting lineup. Like, dude, Giannis had 18 rebounds and Middleton and Lopez had 12 apiece. Like they out rebounded the Rockets. It, like you said, it just came down to the Rockets were firing on all cylinders worth their threes. And at the end of the game, there was a couple bad fouls by the Bucks and a couple bad decisions, a bad pass. Things happen. Like you, you're, you're gonna lose those games sometimes when you're not fully in at the end of the game. But if I were the Bucks or anybody rooting for the Bucks, I wouldn't be concerned at all because, again, I don't think it changes the landscape. I think the Raptors being on your heel, uh, you know, definitely makes you a little nervous. But I don't think it changes much. Not now. I, yeah, I, I I believe that the the Rockets doing that was that's just that slap in the face that that the Lakers kind of needed to wake the fuck up. And I don't know if it's going to end up end up coming to fruition. <laughs> when uh after this uh jazz game because it's it's pretty darn close so well it goes without saying right both wins from the raptors and the rockets they were they were both bigger in terms of wins for the teams versus like like they were bigger for the rockets and the raptors than the bucks and the lakers right like the bucks and the lakers weren't completely like broke down and like oh everything's like done you know it wasn't as big of a loss as it was a win for both of those teams you know what i'm saying no i completely agree and i mean those two being the number one seed they can kind of afford to kind of be like oh yeah we just fucking lost we'll 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 we'll, we'll take it you know well you said a good thing right there it's a wake-up call like oh shit okay so this is this is what's this is what's happening right like it's a wake-up call for some of these teams on top like hey man you got some people, you like I said earlier, you got a target on your back. You got some people that are coming for you and they don't care who you got on your team and who you don't. Like they're they're coming one way whether you like it or not. So, yeah, if anything for the Bucks and the Lakers it's like, okay, we got to fix some things here. We got to be more consistent here. We got to play a little bit harder. But yeah, I mean it doesn't it, if you're a fan of either of those teams, it doesn't derail or kill your confidence or anything like that. It's just it it's, it is what it is. This stuff happens. It's just the games have been a lot more entertaining and a lot closer, and we mm-hmm. haven't been able to watch basketball in so long that it's yeah. like it does feel like bigger in the moment. But then when you like step back and look at it, you're like, okay, okay. We still got playoffs, man. I mean, like, yeah, this would be a completely different story if if, if this was playoffs, but it, it's not, man. It's it's everybody kind of just getting back into the group of things. It's it's what ten games that you have to that they're that they're playing. Uh, eight games, I thought. Was oh, it ten? I'm pretty sure it was eight. Oh, if it's eight, then it's even shorter. You know, like you just—it just gives you. This is this is the feeling out period for these teams, especially some of these teams that have new, new, uh, new players on their on their squad. You know, dude, Joe Ingles is so automatic. Joe, In- dude, Joe Ingles is so fucking good, dude, and he doesn't look like your typical baller. Well, no, he's he's definitely like your Kyle Korver, like. Yeah. You know, yeah, like he, he's definitely your kind of unathletic like wingman, but dude, he puts him up at a pretty good rate. Like the Jazz are just knocking down trays though, too though. Except for the last one that they missed, but they they're they're doing work. Yeah, Mike Conley's such a liability though, man. He should stop taking so many threes because I feel like every time I watch that guy take a shot, he's off by a good margin. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, so I, I I've been really entertained and really impressed with just everything that's been going on lately uh, with the NBA the past couple of days has been really refreshing, really. 
Um, mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's also we haven't had sports in such a long time, man. Yeah. So it's just great to have competition again and and seeing seeing these great athletes do what they do best, man. Did you see our boy Darren Fox at 39 the other night? <sighs> Bro, um, that that boy is fucking ridiculous. That boy I, ice cold, man. He's so fucking good too, man. I think he slept on again because he plays for the Kings. If he was on another squad, like a bigger market squad. Oh, for sure. But here's the thing: the Kings aren't bad. They're they're a good squad. Ooh. Yeah, Sacramento is not. I mean, they're not bad, but they're just another team that's like, okay, you you definitely still have some work to do on your roster, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're and they're one of those teams that it's just a couple pieces away, man, from actually being being something you know well and it's a cheap team right now they're not paying a whole bunch of anything mm -hmm. um they're paying what but harrison barnes the... the most well actually no buddy healed maybe because they gave him that deal right i believe so well it's not in effect this year if you're just talking about this year's books he's only taken mm -hmm. just about he's taking 4.8 million right now your most expensive player is barnes at 24 147 which is i don't i can never understand and why Harrison Barnes has such a big contract. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really understand it because he had, like, yes, like, I he get had it. like two good years yeah. with the Warriors, but then he like basically cost them that other title run. Obviously, the Cleveland had a lot to do with them losing that series, but dude, Harrison Barnes was real bad shooting in that finals. It was not good. Um, Harrison Barnes was supposed to be uh, Steph's uh, running mate. Huh. Yeah, obviously uh, that didn't work out because Clay is uh, well. Clay is just we'll leave that one alone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I know I definitely agree with you. I don't understand why teams are willing to fork over as much money as they are for Harrison Barnes. But I guess at least if you're the Kings, you ain't paying anybody a whole lot of anything, and he is a veteran, so he is providing something to your locker room. But I mean, that's about it. Yeah, but yeah, like experience can only take you so far, bro. For sure. Yeah, I, I'm not – definitely Just not saying that Barnes is uh, legit yeah. or anything like that because I, I I think he's he's very overrated. Um, but, mm -hmm. you know, it is what it is, and uh, sucker teams are going to pay sucker money for uh, <laughs> some mediocre for talent. So, for yeah, exactly. <laughs> sucker teams are going to play sucker money for suckers. Oh, man, this Lakers game – this Laker and Jazz game is actually a lot closer than I thought, man. Ooh, we got – Celtics heat tomorrow night. That's going to be a good one. Mm -hmm. I'm ready for that. And we got, oh, we got back to back. We got the Rockets and Trailblazers. Yeah, that's good. Slate's yeah. in the slate in the morning is not good. Anytime I see Brooklyn or Washington up on the board, I'm like, yuck. Get that out of yeah. here, dude. <laughs> Get that yeah. shit out of here. Yeah. And then they want to fucking have another fucking, uh, like tournament in chicago are you fucking kidding me dude if you don't want to watch these teams that are actually have a chance to to like be in the playoffs if you don't want to watch those garbage ass teams what makes you fucking think that we want to watch a bunch of fucking nobodies and scrubs that couldn't get that couldn't get to the to the invited to the big date Dude, I saw a tweet yesterday so the the wizards and the nets i think they tipped off at like one o'clock right yeah. Uh, and I saw somebody tweet, and they're like, this Wizards-Nets game has got to have the least amount of NBA stars out of any matchup I've ever seen. And I, like, went and looked at the box, like, of who was starting, and I was like, holy shit. I was like, this is dog shit. This is bad. 
Dude, and it's funny because they played them at one. That's probably the worst fucking spot because probably nope. Everybody's either at work or. <laughs> I mean, it was a Sunday, so. I oh mean... well, even be- even better, dude. There people are at brunch. They're not. They're not trying to watch fucking basketball at one like, dude, on a was, Sunday. Like... I was hungover and like what's what's better to do when you're hungover than watching sports and there wasn't a chance i was turning that shit on like no <laughs> chance to, like. yes um, bro i mean that it the nets dude the net, nets next year don't get it twisted they're gonna be good but this nets team right now mm-mm. man the only person I, I really can i mean i guess there's a couple players but really I mean, it's it's Jared Allen and Karis Avert. Everybody else, I don't give a shit for man. Like that, the Spencer, rest of that squad's Spencer's irrelevant. Spencer's not not playing right now, right? Yeah, I don't think Dinwiddie's playing. So like, I'm talking Jared Allen and Karis Avert. Everybody else, don't give a shit about. You you, you yeah. don't. I mean, Joe Harris, yeah, nice. You know, Joe Harris, nice piece, but shit Thanks. team, man, not good, not good. Bro, if you're trying to tell me that you're trying to watch a Brooklyn Nets game because of Joe Harris, yeah, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Not to mention when they're playing the Washington Wizards, which is just even worse. Oh yeah, just like seriously bad. Like like Rui, like I like Rui. I think Rui's gonna be a really really hot talent. Whenever oh uh, uh, dude, Rui Hachimura is gonna be legit as fuck. You give him some time, mm-hmm. no doubt about that. But dude, I like that- literally like there there's like three players right now on the active roster for uh, the Wizards that I recognize. Like dude, Doug Wall. Bradley no, Beal. I'm talking about like their squad that they took to Orlando. Not talking about like their team. I'm talking about who they have like actually available to play. Uh huh. Like, guess who their 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 high their their highest score was yesterday? Guarantee you won't guess this. Oh shit! I don't even know if you know who this is, man. He's only been in the league for three years. I'm trying to think. It's Thomas Bryant, their center. Who? Exactly. Yikes! Like, dude, the the only players I recognize on their starting lineup are Rui Hachimura and Napier. That's it. Shabat, bro, and Shabat, bro. I haven't heard that name in gosh knows how long. Yeah, and like, I'm sorry, man, but like, he don't belong in the starting lineup for sure. No. Um, and I haven't even heard of these other guys, dude. Isaac Bonga, have no idea who the fuck that is. Nope. Um, Troy Brown Jr. Don't know who that is. Like, literally, this this team is dog shit, man. It's bad. Yeah. So you can see why, like, I'd rather stare at paint dry while hungover on a Sunday morning versus watching that. No, I'm I'm right there with with you, bro. I'm right fucking there with you. That, I, I, I miss sports, but I don't miss sports that bad. How are they only going to give my man Mo Wagner fucking seven minutes? Come on, man. Show the man some respect. Mo's good, dude. When For he sure. Did, when I saw him on the scrimmage when they were playing against the Nugs, bro, I was like, oh, my gosh, Mo. Yeah, dude, no, we're, we're not going to we're not gonna sit here and uh, disrespect Mo Wagner. I will, you will never hear that. Mo's legit. Giving because that man seven minutes. Got a team. Yeah. Put, put Mo with, with the Spurs. Yes. Throw him in that Spurs pool yes. too. Yes, he he would. I mean, dude, there's so many players that I could just like pick and pluck from other teams and put on the Spurs, and I'm like, yeah, you're gonna be legit. Just get like, all the European guys to go to the fucking Spurs, mm-hmm. man. Every all them European players love pop. Oh, for sure. I mean, how could you not? 
He's just got a way. He's like he's like the he's he's like the European basketball whisperer. I don't know. Yeah. You know what? I feel like a a European team would have been really good for David Blatt. Yeah. He just can't can't handle handle a team that has has such big personalities and are such you know, because I doubt that he had such big personalities back when he was playing out overseas. You know who's another like really underrated European player? Granted, he's super young right now, but uh, Zubak, man. Zubak is very underrated as a as a player. He's just a he's just one of those those quality bigs, man. Yeah, and you know all of my bigs, man. So I'm I'm all about the quality bigs, and yeah, Zubak, man. Didn't didn't the Lakers have both or Wagner and Zubak, and they got rid of both yep, of them, and they, right? And they traded both of them, bro. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. I knew I knew they had Zubak, but yeah, I thought they had Wagner and Zubak at the same time. But I mean, I kind of like as much as I like Zubak, the athleticism that you're getting from Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee and Anthony Davis at that at that four or five position. Yeah, but they is, didn't have all that. Like they, they didn't, didn't have all that initially because like they got I rid know. of Zubak. He played with the Clippers last year and they didn't have yeah. Dwight last year. Yeah. So I agree with you, like long term it definitely worked out in their favor for what they need to surround sure. with like A D and LeBron. Yeah. But dude, Zubak still would have been a nice piece to have off the bench, man. Mm, just an interior presence. I don't want to talk baseball, but I have no idea how my bullshit Royals are hanging with the Cubs right now at the bottom of the fifth. <laughs> dude, the Bro, Royals you're are telling trash. Me. They are so bad. Dude, the rock, bro. The Rockies are surprising the absolute piss out of me right now. Shit, you guys are six and two. What is this? Yeah, you guys are down right now, three to one, top of the fifth, playing the Giants. Um, but I did, I did see uh, Trevor Stories hitting some dingers again, so that helps. Um, yeah, it's always nice I... when Stories cooking. Dude, when 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 our offense is doing well and our pitchers don't fuck it up. We're a really good fucking baseball team. I want to do this really quick just to put it in perspective and so we can have a good laugh because I have no shame. Um, I'm going to look up the Royals team stats right now because they are fucking atrocious. Like in every category, I'm pretty sure they're last. They're bad. <laughs> really fucking bad, dude. <laughs> I got to look this up. Hold on. Stand by. I got to do this. Oh, my God. Just to give it a good laugh, because to put it in perspective for people listening, I have grown up in Kansas City my entire life, and we have had some historically dog shit baseball teams. I mean, really fucking bad. And this may be the worst team. Like dude, that I've seen. That, it's really that must uh, that dude. That is a hell of a fall from grace. So actually, right now, considering like some teams have gotten COVID and stuff, their team batting is actually eleventh, but it's two forty one as a team, dude. <laughs> Dude, the, the leading right now in the MLB for batting average is the White Sox at 281. Jeez. Holy fuck. Okay. So let me see if I can organize this again by hits because now the Royals probably go down quite a lot. Yeah, they are dead fucking last in walks. So that's nice. That's definitely what you like to see. Um... What about strikeouts? Yeah, they are top five in strikeouts. Um, on base percentage, they are bottom five. Dude, this team's bad. I'm not going to sit here and talk about baseball a whole bunch, but it, <laughs> dude, it's really fucking bad. 
Well, dude, I so I was watching the the Penguins play the other night, which was hilarious because I was with uh, my buddy who's a Pittsburgh native, and they lost mm-hmm. to a 12 seed. So that was really funny. Yeah. Um, but the it, we had three TVs, and we had the the Royals game on one, we had the Raptors Lakers game on one, and then we had the NHL playoffs on one. And so I was kind of like going back and forth. I was really paying attention to the basketball. I'm not a huge hockey guy, but I was just like there to chill and you know hang out. So I'm still watching it. But it like I was driving over to meet them and it was like a 20 minute drive and the Royals were down a single run. And then we got to the bar and the Royals were only down two runs. And I literally, I think I blinked. I think I went to the bathroom and I blinked and I came back and they were down six runs. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, dude, their starter didn't even last a whole inning. Didn't even last a whole inning. I'm pretty sure this is their longest start, like, or th- their longest duration by a starter so far, and it's five innings. That's sad. That I'm sorry. That's all you got to deal with that. And Whit Merrifield is literally leading everything offensive, which is no surprise, but I just, I can't believe it. I, I'm just, I'm not going to watch them. I, I don't think I can do this to myself. I think I just have to let this be like a, a foregone conclusion because I didn't expect anything anyway. At least with you, you're getting a pleasant surprise and you're like, oh shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> I am getting a pleasant surprise. The Rockies are, are, are really surprising me. Uh, I don't think they can fucking keep this going, but if they do, hey, hey with a 60 game season, man, like you have to start hot and they've started hot and that's what you want. So, yep. I mean, uh, and then the fucking Avs starting off really fucking good in the playoffs too, with a win against the fucking Blues. Which I uh, yeah, I, I was watching Sports Center last night. I did not expect that, though. Th- dude, that that hit at the end of the game uh, to win it, that little tap in mm-hmm. with like literally the clock. Like I think they said it was a tenth of a second left when he smacked that in. Crazy. Yeah. No. What seat are the Avalanche? They're second. They're uh. They're second in uh, in the Central Division standings. They were that good this year. They're pretty fucking solid, bro. They've been pretty solid for a little bit. They they've been like, they've been kind of like a roller coaster where they're like really good and then they kind of dip off a little bit and then they go they go back and right now that's where they're at right now. Shit, though. I mean, to be honest with you, like the they played one less game than the blues and actually lost one less than the blues yeah that's that's pretty impressive man yeah dude they're they're a good fucking team man like i am i am all for the fucking abs and i and i'm just very excited to get started man you can join the bandwagon if you want Nah, i don't think i'm gonna watch that much hockey if i were gonna pick a hockey team it, it would probably be the blues but I'm not going to, um, mostly just because I, I can't pay enough attention to it. Um, I do like watching oh, that, it. But. That's the fucking thing that's so, so shitty about about uh, hockey is that I feel like it's a very fun sport to fucking watch, and I feel like people don't like to watch it here. I want to. Maybe, I really do. Maybe it's because it's Canadian. Maybe because it's Canadian. But honestly, man, I, I fucks with hockey. I think it's so much fucking fun. I, I I I can I can literally see the fucking chess chess match that they're that they're playing. You know what I think it is on the ice. I think it's like it's, it's, it's at least speaking for me here. And St. Louis is like a little bit different because they, well they've they've been, uh, they've been they have they, 
well, they have them and the Cardinals, man. That's all they got. Like, yeah. they, they ain't got anything else. And the Blues are like a his, historic franchise and went on that drought and all this good stuff anyway. Um, I think at least for me, it's that I, like, can't resonate with hockey because it's not something, like, we grew up with even having the option to, like, play. Or, like Yeah, I yeah. Get it. I get you. Which, I mean, you know, like, if, obviously, if you grew up in, like, the north, you know, if you grow up in those states, like, you already have the advantage because yeah. you you grow up around it. Same with, like, the northeast. Like, I think it's just, like, a, a regional thing. I, I just don't mm-hmm. think I was, like, exposed to it at all uh, growing up. I want to go to a KZ Mavericks game because I've heard they're pretty fun. I haven't. Um, obviously, maybe when this COVID stuff's done, maybe next year I can go. Because uh, I'm – I did say this the other night. I do think that probably the best live sport to go watch is probably hockey because especially oh, if you're yeah. sitting up against the glass, dude, that's yep. going to be intense, man. Yeah, dude, it's so much fucking fun. Dude, I mean, I, I get I get what you mean about hockey and not being – because, like, me growing up, dude, like, like in the in the late 90s, that's when the Ro- – not the Rockies, but the Avalanche were, like, really, really fucking good, dude. I think – I believe we have, like, two Stanley Cups – in, in, in a span of like three seasons. Yeah, so it's just like, like the only like real memory I have with hockey is I have family in Chicago and I was there the summer of their last Stanley Cup. So I want to say that was 20, ooh, 20, 2013. I don't remember yeah. when their last Stanley Cup was, but it was pretty cool. Cause like the whole town was like dressed up in Blackhawks jerseys and stuff like it was pretty cool. But, like, that would be, like, and I guess last year I was out when the Blues won. And, like, I was out actually, like, having a drink. And we were, I don't remember, I think we were watching some NBA games. Uh, but the Blues happened to be playing that night. Like, the bar was going nuts. So, that was, like, kind of cool to experience, even though I wasn't a fan. Um, but, yeah, I just, I, I haven't had enough exposure to it. And, like, to me, I, I always say I have my main sports I want to watch. And then lately it's been, like, the UFC for me. And I think I'd rather watch the UFC than the NHL if it came down to it. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I, I feel like fighting. I know what I'm gonna get. With the beauty, beautiful thing about hockey is like a fight can happen at any moment, and it's just gonna be fucking dope. See, that's that's what pisses me off, man. Because hockey fights are fucking awesome, and every time I watch a game, there's never any action, and I'm like, all I want to do, like, I just want to turn on the NHL and see some guys throwing some hands, like. Agreed. I never get to see any fights, but that that's neither here nor there. But I don't know. Maybe maybe if the Avalanche get hot, I'll come watch some Avalanche games with you. I won't know what the hell's going on, but you know, get on it, man. See, and that's and, and it's funny, dude, because like another thing, another sport that I really appreciate and I really love, and I wish I would have played it at a at an earlier age. I got into it way too fucking late. Was lacrosse? Yeah, lacrosse is very interesting. I grew up with a lot of guys because uh, there was a couple big lacrosse clubs um in my hometown um and so like i knew a lot of guys that played weirdly enough like, i knew a lot of guys that played rugby and lacrosse like two sports that i wouldn't have thought i would know a lot of people playing but dude those lacrosse guys are tough they beat the shit out of each other with those sticks too man yeah and i always love when like sports center or somebody like post the highlights of those guys with like the sick like nasty shots like behind the backs and stuff i'm like holy mm-hmm. fuck like it's intense. It's definitely oh. like, I don't have enough hand-eye coordination, I think, to ever really be, like, maybe if I started at a young age, I'm definitely, like, now my hand-eye coordination is not good enough to be tossing that fucking ball around and catching it with that small of a net. Uh, but yeah. I respect it. It, I mean, that's another thing, though. Like, 
it was really big here regionally, like in high school, but as far as like collegiate level, like that's all like private school in like Northeast, man. Like that's not here. Yeah. We don't have that yeah. here. Like, like it's... If, in order for, for uh, somebody to truly be successful in lacrosse, you have to be so fucking good that you're getting offers from like Duke. St. John's and, and Duke. And, St. John. And, like, yeah. Those Villanova. Schools. Yeah. Those schools. Like you, you even, gotta be. Even DU, dude. Denver, Denver University has a, has ha, had a really good lacrosse team. See, that's like another like regional one, really. I mean, it, again, I, I grew up around it, so I was more familiar with it. But that's also one of those sports, just like any of these other ones we're talking about. You got to get started when you're young, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, obviously, I'm Hispanic, so I, I naturally, I'm going to lean towards the uh, soccer and all yeah. that other stuff. And yeah. I think that's why I appreciate hockey and, 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 uh, and lacrosse. Because they have a little bit of, uh, they have a little, you know, a little soccer to them. Yeah, yeah, definitely like the flow of the game um, and like the, I guess the athleticism that's required would definitely like match up pretty well with soccer. Same with basketball, um, really. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I see what you mean, especially with how the game, how those games are played and how the like everybody's spread out on the field whatnot. Like, yeah, that definitely, I can see why you can make that comparison. Bro, but like, I I knew that I really wanted to play lacrosse when I went to my first tournament. Like my high school team was like short-handed with uh, with players, and our lacrosse coach had asked our track coach if uh, if I could play for the tournament, and the track coach gave me permission to. And. Um, and dude, I just had such a fucking blast. I didn't know what the fuck to, that I was doing, but it was so much fun to just be out there. You gotta whack people with fucking sticks, and you gotta fucking yeah. check people. Like, dude, it's it's a lot of fucking fun. Dude, <laughs> I, I really played some. Did. I played some like just pick up like rugby games. That was some fucking. Oh fun. shit, dude! I I I don't know about rugby. I, dude, I just, I, like I, it looks like a lot of fun to play, but it's just it. I am scared that you, that you can seriously. Get, fucked in that dude it's actually it weirdly enough it's it's actually a lot safer than football because really people, yeah because guys aren't because the thing is and i've heard a lot of like it, this has been referenced a lot on podcasts and this is like a i i wouldn't say a well-known fact but it's like a pretty obvious one like the reason you have so many of the injuries and in like the nfl for example is like those guys are given like those helmets and shit and they like they lead with that because they basically have a fucking weapon on their head but like in rugby like you don't you're you're not covered by any means so they they are actually tackling the correct way they're not putting their heads at risk like yeah you're still gonna get knocked on your ass you're still like you're still gonna have your normal like you know injuries and things like that but guys aren't like getting concussed and you know getting flattened out on their asses uh with someone's shoulder in their mouth like that's a lot less common uh so you would think it would be a lot more brutal but it's actually safer than football and actually safer than soccer too because there's a lot more concussions in soccer than you would ever believe oh no dude they use their head and you know they get fucking kicked in the head and or they get fucking they they go head to yeah no i i I believe that for sure. Because I didn't even realize that they're finding like similar, uh, similar diagnosis to like a CTE of a football player and soccer players, and actually at younger ages too. Yeah, that, that's fucking scary. But I don't doubt it for a second, bro. 
you're fucking heading a fucking ball that's that that that's going what 25 miles an hour yeah that's not fucking normal dude have you ever taken a header from from a, from a soccer ball uh no because i'm incredibly uncoordinated soccer is not something that I can shit <laughs> hurts dude taking a ball to the face have you ever just gotten hit in the face with a ball yeah i've gotten hit in the face with a basketball and a football so i at least know that shit <laughs> that does yeah that shit hurts don't it i mean it don't feel good yeah, so now imagine you're intentionally fucking trying to hit that ball with your head. Not something I'm putting myself in risk of. No way, man. I'm good. I'll watch. Oh, but speaking of, like, hey, let's just go to baseball real quick. Okay. Because I want to mention your Royals and Patty. Oh, yeah. That really took me by surprise, but I guess... You, you, he's got the money for it now. Oh, yeah, no, he certainly got the money for it. Did you see the fucking Rari bot too, dude? Yeah, clean. No. Um, but, I dude, uh, I don't doubt. I don't doubt that for a fucking second that that dude is. Uh... Well, it's good for him. He 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 decided like, hey, th- this is something that I can make some money with, and he's like, I'm gonna be here for a good amount of time. Why not just like he already said he loves the city and everything, so why not invest a little bit into it? You know what I mean? Low key, dude. But like, here's the thing. Like, like low key, uh, Kansas City is a fucking dope city to live in. Oh yeah, for like, sure. It's up. Dude, did you see the? Uh, I hate to like cut you off on the Patrick Mahomes thing, but did, I, I saw an analysis the other day, and they were talking about if Seattle and KC both got uh, NBA teams, how it would basically, it it would fill out all of the regions across the country with like divisions for the NBA, and they like did a like a cost analysis breakdown of how much m- extra money would come into the league. Astounding. The numbers were wild. I'm gonna have to pull up that yeah. tweet. They were crazy. I feel like I feel like uh, Kansas City could debt bro. Kansas City is begging for a basketball team. That's all. Of, that's all I want. I wanted a Super Bowl. I got a Super Bowl. Now I now I just want an NBA team. Bring me that, man. Mm-hmm. Like I speaking of speaking of big purchases though too, dude. Did you hear that Dwayne the Rock Johnson bought the XFL for fifteen mil? I did. I did. Um, what a bargain, dude! I feel oh, like for he's sure flip that bitch and, and turn it into fucking something terrific. Oh, dude, it's The Rock, man. Of course he is. He knows what he's doing. Like The Rock's not fucking stupid. He's built. I mean, he's built such a fucking brand for himself. Like he he's a he's got the money to do it, which is obviously why he bought it. B he bought at the right time when uh, it was severe, or like very severely undervalued um, because COVID hit it so hard they couldn't even get off the ground running. And you just have like his whole business mind and everything. Like, yeah, it's gonna work out, man. I think it's gonna work out for him. Yeah, it most definitely is. I'm I'm, I'm excited to see what he does with that, man. I like the Rock, man. He's I like the Rock too. If he, I, I'm to tired of seeing him in movies. I wouldn't be mad at it. I'm tired of seeing him in movies all the time. But that's just because I want to see him do other shit. It, bro, he's just the biggest movie actor right now. He like everybody wants him on in his movies. So yeah, for sure. I just yeah, I want to see him do some other shit. But you know that's well, neither here nor he there. He has uh, he has the XFL now to exactly. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting on the sidelines. I'm I'm ready to go. Put me in, coach. Yeah, get wrecked too. All right, dog. What you listen to this week? Ooh man, I think. <sighs> let me. I'm gonna let you go first. All right. Yeah. I, I, got... I think. I think this one's gonna really, really. You're gonna love my pick. So I'm. I want to really hold it for the for the end. 
And I actually don't know how familiar you are with my pick. Uh, mine is back from the year 2015. Uh, my young spry self uh, beginning college out. Um, Red Balloon Project, Skizzy Mars. Skizzy Mars. Dude, this, have... like, he his album last year was very, very good uh, compared to all the stuff he's done in between 2015 and 2019, 2020. But this specifically, um, this thing front to back, it's so good because he was so raw and like authentic and young and like really just fully into it. I mean, he had Marky Bassey on here. He had G easy, uh, Charlie brand, like Devin Baldwin, like had some really good features. All the beats were fantastic. Um, it, it, it's really, really good. Um, and it's only seven songs. So it's, it's only like a 26 minute album, but it was like his first like real work to come out. And like, I still, uh, all the time, I listen to it nonstop because it's just so good. And uh, he, it obviously means more to me because between this album and really the album that he just released, like it was a lot of stuff that I was like, ah, oh, man, you could do better than that. Like, so for me, um, and it resonates with me because it obviously, it, I have a lot of good memories attached to it. So that definitely helps. But yeah, Red Balloon Project, Skizzy Mars, give it a listen. Uh, uh, all right, man. So I've literally been on a 90s and 80s, late late 80s, early 90s, or even just all the 90s in general, hip-hop. Oh, dude. I think I know what album you're going to go with. And if, it is, if it's what I think it is, you're about to make my goddamn day. Dude, like, I am just – I bro, I've been bumping this shit for, like, three days straight. Who is it? Two it? weeks ago, two weeks ago, I gave you Wu Tang, arguably the greatest rap group to ever fucking bless us, and this this group right here, mm, I know what you're in my with. opinion, can give these guys a run uh, a run for their money. A tribe called Quest. Yep, I knew you were going with them, no, dude. At the dude. low, at the low end theory, dude. dude like. I mean, dude, they're, they're like some of the founders of fucking hip hop, man. They're, they're the legends. Yeah. Like they're, they're the Q-tip. real fucking deal. Q-tip, bro. He, man, his sound is, 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 is so crazy, man. Like, I feel like a lot of the lo-fi beats that we're getting nowadays is because of Q-tip. Dude, I remember going to your wedding. We bumped this cause we were bumping like show business and vibes and stuff. Like we listened mm-hmm. to a good chunk of this album um dude this album is just perfection it's perfection for me i'm a little bit of a snob i think midnight marauders after was a little bit better but literally not by much but not by much and i can and i can and you know what i i'll i'll let you argue that because i feel like it's a little bit more it's a little more fine-tuned for sure q-tip really got it he really got well. A he he did most of the producing on both albums, but he definitely got his chops uh, with Midnight Marauders. But that by no means am I taking anything away from the low end theory because some of my favorite songs come off of this album. So I mean, I, oh my gosh, bro! I mean, you have some of these instantaneous classics like vibes and stuff. Check the rhyme, bugging out excursions. I mean, yeah, scenario like. Dude, like th- th- this album is 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 a definite classic, and you know you can't necessarily call yourself a hip hop head or of somebody that appreciates hip hop if you have if you don't have appreciation for these guys. 
this this is how well I know you and you know me. I knew when you said that I was going to like this one. I already was thinking try before you even mentioned 90s rap. And then you mentioned 90s rap and I was like, he's definitely going there. He's definitely going there. Yeah. I can't I, believe I saw that one coming. To be honest with you, I'm proud of myself. Dude, I mean, and I get it. I mean, they're, they're, you've told me this time and time again, they're your favorite rap group ever. Like, oh, of all time. Of all time. time. You know, I would probably say Wu is my is my favorite of all time. But dude, I just man, like there's a there's a day that you want to listen to Wu, but there's a lot of days that you want to listen to to Tribe, bro. Oh, for sure. Tribe, Tribe, I feel like you can play in like almost any scenario, bro. You can play them in a library, a coffee shop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're not playing. Out. You're not playing Wu Tang. Ain't nothing to fuck with when you're sitting in the library, dog. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, like, I this... mean, it's just like, you know, like if I was to be, if I was to be like a a a beat maker, which I wish I was, dude. I really love music, and I feel like I have these beats in my head that I really need to put onto a program. Oh, uh, dude, but... my, my my buddy Tony, shout out Tony. Uh, he's been making beats for oof i don't know he's probably been making them for about four years now but he's finally getting some traction with another uh buddy of ours uh kez uh who's got quite a bit of music out there actually just released a project but dude he he'll be over here making beats and it's it's crazy uh you all anybody listening to this go listen to kez um most of tony's beats are uh what he's got out right now he's got some other people working with him but dude tony is crazy he I, I just watch him do that and he'll come up with a beat in like 10 minutes. And I'm like, I'm so jealous because I'm in the same boat as you. Like I, we, we both love music to a crazy extent. And I always like have this idea in my head, but it's crazy that he has this idea in his head and just can put it down in 10 minutes and got yeah. like a base to go off of. And I'm like, how and, the fuck? And honestly, it, it, for, 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 I can only speak for myself, but I feel like it just takes me to just learn like a software and be comfortable with the software enough to, you know, do what I want to do. Because I like, think, I mean, the beats that I, that I have stuck in my head, they're not necessarily complex in any way, shape or form. It's just, I, I just feel like they would sound so fucking dope with a little bit of bass. But like back to what I was saying, if I was going to be making beats, like tribe would probably be a huge uh, influence in my, in my beat making, you know? Well, I mean, dude, like tribes an influence in so many, like you talked to, uh like some of the goat you talk to j cole and kendrick i promise you i promise you they're talking about like some of the like joey badass like tribe called quest is one of his favorite groups like he t- he goes over and over oh, and again he said he grew up absolutely. listening to them like it, they they really were it and same with the wu-tang just in a different light like they were really like the foundational piece like they were some of the 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 first to really like they they took hip hop off the ground and like yeah if you're if talking could, about like yeah. if you're talking about 90s rap and you're like trying to summarize it with a couple groups and a couple people like Wu-Tang and uh a tribe called Quest are at the top of the list and there's no question about it yeah i mean obviously you would have to have some of the other big names like Tupac like, Nas like Tupac Nas Biggie yeah yeah for sure like those guys like you know Eminem Dre all those guys but for the most part, if you're if 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 an alien came down down to Earth, and he's like, I need you to show me hip hop. I'm either giving them Tribe or I'm giving them Wu Tang Thirty Enter the Thirty Six Chambers. For sure, man. And I I love the pick. I love Tribe. You you're never gonna hear any bad things out of my mouth. Like I said, Midnight Marauders is my favorite album of all time. Like it it's 
it's so good. Um, and low end theory isn't far behind that. Um, so I'm, I'm all I just with love, you, I just love the bass that's in low end theory. It's so funky, dude. It's just the bass is, 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 is right there. It's in the, in your face and I'm a bass head, bro. Like, and I think that's why I, I love dubstep so much because of the fucking just gritty fucking bass. And I think that's why I like trap too. Dude, I, I, I'm going to have to listen to show business because I already have the tune stuck in my head. I'm going to have to listen to it when we get off of here. Do you want to <laughs> be in the business? The business. Do you got what it takes? Yeah, man. It's a classic. I might be listening to Bro, I've been listening to Ghetto Boys, too. Dude, Ghetto Boys. See, I mean, we, we, we could sit here and talk about 90s rap for days, man. Days. I, dude, like... I've just been fucking with with some ghetto boys. The uh, far side know, man, like the oh. far side, uh, fucking black sheep. Uh, I'm, bro, my favorite fucking song ever, 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 ever. My favorite hip hop song. I will, I can never change this. Is uh, uh, they reminisce over you by by uh, by Pete Rock and CL Smooth, bro. Dude, also, did you mention Mob Deep? Because Mob Deep definitely on Mob, that list. Oh like, gosh, bro, Mob Deep epitomized what the hip hop sound was, man. Dude, temperatures rising. Don't like, oh man, yeah, Gangstar, bro. Yeah, oh, the the list just goes on and on, man. It, it it's just crazy. Like if, like I said, if I could be a, if I could be like a like a producer and produce my own music, I would try to do a, a somehow make a make a happy marriage of uh tribe of Wu-Tang. Well, see, we, we like, we have some like honorable mentions on here. We didn't even mention, man. Like we got common on here. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Like, dude. Uh, bro. Like the list can just keep Ice on Cube, going. Like, big pun. Yeah. Big L, you have a fucking War grand finesse. Puba, like grand Puba back in the, back in the fucking days, bro. Oh my God gosh naughty by nature like fuck man too yeah many. too many there are just oh my gosh man like i i love 90s hip-hop i think that's my favorite era of fucking music outcast how the fuck are we forgetting about outcast yeah i know i just scrolled by outcast and i don't know why like souls and mischiefs on there man too oh, yeah. short we can't forget about too short like dude too short was the shit rock him epmd oh my goodness the exhibit Fuji? exhibit the fucking Fuji's DMX. Yeah, man. Like, it... oh my gosh. Yeah, there, there, there's some good ones. God, hip Whoa. to the game. Ford finesse. Oh man, that's such a good song. Yeah, too many. Even Jay Z to an extent, because he got to start there. Like, yeah, dude, and Busta too, bro. We we people forget that Busta can spit. Well, people forget that Busta was like super integral with Tribe Called Quest. That's where he got his career start. Like he yeah. had a ton of really good songs with them. Like with him, uh, with him and uh, leaders of the new school. Like, mm -hmm. like, bro, I, yeah, man, I, I, I just love '90s hip hop. I really, really do. I mean, trust me, I'm not doing any arguing with you on that. I, I agree that '90s rap is the the superior. I mean, it's the foundation, so it's hard to really argue anyway. But yeah. you don't find that anymore. And I think that's why like guys like Joey Badass and like J. Cole and like Kendrick Lamar and some of these other guys, like I think that's why I tend to gravitate towards their music so much because, because they, they, they they stick to the roots. They, they, they stick they to the roots. Homage. They pay homage to the roots. And Drake to an extent does that too. Well you can tell his... a lot like in the other guys, like their production, like they really do mirror like especially J. Cole and Kendrick, they mirror so many of their beats off that ninety stuff. 
Like, oh, absolutely. Same with uh, same with like guys like Big Crit too. Uh -huh. like, they, oh yeah, they, they definitely, dude. Like those guys, those those guys, they. What what is this like? That's what they're they're getting their inspiration from is is from the '90s era, bro. Where 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 your lyrics, your rhyme flow, your 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 presentation, your punchlines, all of that shit fucking mattered. Before we go, have you heard Forty Bars by Iverson? Alan Iverson? No, I've only well done the, the like the the one that he the one that he's known for. All right, I'll send this to you because that Iverson fucking spits it on this man. Like he goes hard. Yeah. And if you ever listen to uh, if you ever listen to mixtape, that was like their intro song. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, I, I've heard that song. That's the song that I was telling you about. Like. Oh the, yeah. Yeah. No, he fucking kills that fucking song. Mm-hmm. He has another song that I know that he that he had, and he's and he and he fucking spits on that one too. But yeah, man, I guess that does it for this week, man. NBA back, baby. And then sports are back. You know, hockey's coming back. Baseball's struggling, but they're coming back. And it, for the most part, it looks like football is 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 gonna is gonna is gonna end up coming coming through, man. So it's a lot of optimism and a lot of a cautious optimism, but a lot of op definitely optimism and, and, and glee coming from my, from my end. I don't know about you, but that's how I feel. I agree. And we will, uh, we'll pick this up next week. I'm sure we're going to have a lot more basketball to talk about. And hopefully we have some of this football stuff uh, ironed out. And uh, maybe the Royals will go on like a 10 game uh, win streak and I can be happy again, but that's probably so far from being true. So. Um, hey man. Hey man. It's Don't okay. lose the fight. Don't stop believing, man. Listen to Journey. All right, folks. Well, with that, key in next week. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Uh, keep hitting, uh, keep sharing, keep uh, giving us the criticism, keep letting us know what you want to hear, what you like, what you don't, and uh, we'll we'll catch you all next week. Mm -hmm.